Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Would you be the jerk expecting a sibling to replace your phone after you damaged yours, saving their kid's life? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for being petty and not paying for my daughter's school trip? I, 37-year-old female, have a daughter Mia, 15-year-old female. Mia is very forgetful slash irresponsible when it comes to school. She's barely on time or late to school most days, even though we live a 10-minute walk away. She will do homework last minute and often asks for extensions with work. She had a tendency to remind me to pay for school-related things like lunch money just before I'm going to bed or that she needs to take something into school so we can run to the store and quickly get it. Last month, I went on a wild goose chase to help Mia locate ingredients for her home econ class. After she told me at half ten she needs XYZ ingredients, and she just checked the fridge and we don't have it. She was reading the ingredients off an email, and when I saw it was dated a week prior, got annoyed Mia couldn't have told me before when we did the big food shop for the family. I told her the next time she needs something for school, tell me the day she gets told or the day after latest or I will not be helping her out. My husband has stopped helping Mia with her last minute requests and calls me a pushover for helping her out. But when she asked today to put down the deposit for a school trip, I put my foot down. Mia has known since the start of the school year she had a school trip to Germany. Her school sent an email out two months ago asking for deposits for kids to secure their place on the trip. It's about 150 and Mia asked me today to pay as the deadline is midnight or she may not be able to go. I reminded her what I said last time about deadlines and organization and as she chose to tell me last minute, I will not be paying for her deposit. She got upset as all of her friends from history class are going. I told Mia that she can pay herself from her savings as she has a part-time job, which is more than enough to cover her deposit, but she wanted to save up to buy a new game console. I told her to pick if she wanted to go on the trip or get a new game console, and she called me a jerk, and now I'm wondering if I'm being unreasonable. My husband's on my side, but my youngest said it was mean, and Mia is very upset with me. ETA, Mia doesn't have ADHD, but she is dyslexic, so this does explain the schoolwork sometimes, but she'll ask for extensions on top of her extensions, which is a sore spot for her and my husband, who wants her to be more organized and not leave work last minute. Mia has been tested for ADHD and does not have it. I did my research at the time and realized it often gets overlooked for girls, but even after getting another opinion, she doesn't have ADHD. She gets help from a school advisor regarding her dyslexia, and at home, we've discussed strategies to help her stay on track with her responsibilities. I think as long as OP and other parental figures for this kid are trying their best to help her correct those behaviors... OP's not the jerk for letting them realize firsthand the consequences of their actions of choosing to put things off to the last minute. Sometimes I think the best learning tools is just learning what happens when you don't do it on time. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, it would be amazing if you could leave a like or leave a review if you're listening to my podcast. That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for allowing a kid to sit in my car? I, 36-year-old female, usually have time to drive my daughter to the bus stop every morning before work. Last week, where we were, it was minus 11 wind chill. 
There's a kid, 12 to 14 year old male, middle school aged, that comes down to the bus stop as well. I don't know him nor his parents. This is relevant to the story. On Friday when it was minus 11, he came out in nothing but a thin pullover. I felt like I couldn't ethically allow a kid to stand out in such cold weather when I had a warm car he could sit in. He took my offer and sat in my back seat while me and my daughter spoke. He kept his AirPods in and didn't say much other than saying thank you. Buses were running around 15 minutes late as well, so nobody really should have been out in that. However, yesterday while I was walking my dog, a woman came up to me. She asked me why I took her son into my car. I explained that the weather was well into the negatives and he was not wearing a coat and the bus was quite late. She told me to never do that again and that what I did was incredibly creepy and to leave her son alone. I was taken aback. I just offered the kid a warm place to sit and didn't even speak to him. I feel bad because of course I never want to come across as creepy or overstepping boundaries. But I also feel like if the roles were reversed and I was unable to take my daughter to the bus stop and this mom offered her a place to sit, I would be thankful. I feel bad for doing something I thought was nice. Is this weird? Am I the jerk? Personally, I can't blame OP. I can't fault them for this. I'm not saying that's guaranteed hypothermia or death, but it's going to be very uncomfortable, is it not? OP did something out of the kindness of their hearts. Should that kind of thing be promoted? Probably not, but it shouldn't have been necessary. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for telling my sister-in-law she can't stay at our house anymore? My sister-in-law decided about three months ago that she wanted to leave her husband and asked if she could stay with us until she got an apartment. She had a job she started within a week and was supposed to put her kid in daycare the following week. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I agreed to watch her kid while she worked until she got him into daycare. With help from her mom, this was only supposed to take her a month all in all. My husband and I have three kids and live in a three-bedroom home, so this was a lot for us to take on. Three months later and she's quit the job, is bouncing back and forth between staying with us and her ex. Her kid is four and isn't on any sort of sleep schedule. He just whines all day and night. My kids have school so they have a bedtime, but it's hard for them to sleep when her kid is still being extremely loud. She's a terrible house guest, never cleans up after herself, comes and goes at all hours of the night and not locking the doors back, pooping with the hallway bathroom door open, goes to sleep in mine or one of my kids' beds without asking, she starts drinking and leaves me to deal with her kid all night, I could go on and on. It's causing a lot of problems in our family, we're all so uncomfortable. She makes comments about how much she loves it here because she can just be a kid and I'm the mom. I truly believe she only stays here because she's tired of the responsibility that comes with having a kid, home, etc. Would I be the jerk for asking her not to stay here anymore? And if not, how do I, people pleaser, ask her not to? I don't think OP would be the jerk, and honestly, I think just keep letting it happen until the point where you finally are not enough of a people pleaser to tell her to get the freak out. I mean, you could just go the honest route and say they've overstayed their welcome, They're a little too comfortable, they don't seem to be taking care of anything in this place. You'd much rather them be anywhere else but here. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for not going to my half-brother's wedding? I, male 38, have a very messy family life. My dad cheated on my mom when I was about 15. This woman, who I'll call Sarah, also had a son, Mike, male 38, who's a few months younger than me. She also cheated on her husband. When the affairs were exposed and divorces were finalized, my dad and Sarah got married. But our parents' plans for a new blended and happy family quickly disappeared since Mike and I had no intention of being each other's brother. We both lived primarily with our other biological parents and were rarely in the house together. 
but very soon we talked it out and decided that we weren't enemies and just wanted nothing to do with each other, so we have as neutral a relationship as possible. We don't care for good or bad about the other. We both agreed that my dad and Sarah suck, so when we were cold or impolite to our respective step-parent, we didn't feel like we had to protect them or anything. A few years later, Paul, male 22, our half-brother, was born. Due to age difference and us basically hating that blended family, we were never close to Paul and had little to no impact on his life. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, Paul is getting married to Laura, 21, who is a very devout Christian and has been pushing him to make an effort to unite our family. Laura's been using the wedding to try and get us to play happy family. At first, it started with small annoyances like family chats and trying to get us involved in wedding planning. Originally, Mike and me were just regular guests in the wedding, but Paul asked us, as requested by Laura, to both be his best men. It felt awkward, but Paul never asked for anything, so we accepted. Last weekend, we were supposed to go to a seminar, since Mike and I haven't been to a church in years to receive training on what to do at the ceremony. However, it ended up being a setup by Paul and Laura. When we arrived, there was a pastor, Laura, Paul, Mike, and our parents. We were supposed to spend the weekend healing our family. Sarah and Dad knew this beforehand and were on board. Mike and I? Not so much. So we just left and opted to pull back from being part of the wedding. He said that if we weren't going as his best men, we wouldn't be invited at all. This was acceptable to Mike and me since neither of us went to each other's wedding. But now drama is everywhere. Extended family is contacting us to make us budge and all the circus that comes in this type of situation. My wife says I'm behaving like a jerk and should just suck it up. So I'm starting to have doubt. Am I the jerk? Hey, if they wanted to do something to try to heal the family or get the family on better terms with each other, maybe try doing it in a way that doesn't involve utterly sandbagging multiple people out of nowhere. I just can't imagine anybody really is going to be on board with a situation where you're told, okay, go here to do X. And when you get there, you find out, surprise, it's actually about this one thing you've never been on board with in your whole life. Who isn't in that situation going to just walk right out? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister her husband stinks? I'll get straight to the point. My brother-in-law does not like showering. My sister has casually mentioned in the past how he showers once every four to five days because he doesn't really get dirty. He has extremely strong BO and I don't think I've ever been in a place with him where he did not stink. Even fresh out of a shower, you can still smell very strong hints of sweat and other types of smells when you're standing near him. 
People have brought this up with her in the past, and every single time she just shuts them down and says that they're looking for excuses to hide that they do not like him. One of our mutual friends is getting married in three weeks, and it's about nine hours away from where my sister's family and I currently live. We do not live together, but we're about 15 minutes away from one another. My sister informs me a few days ago that she'll be riding with me to the wedding because their car is having some engine issues. None of this was discussed, she just informed me like she was relaying a message. I cannot explain to any of you how much I shiver at the slight thought of being in the same car with her husband for 9 whole hours. He does not like sitting in the back and will most likely ride shotgun. To avoid this, I offer to lend my boyfriend's car to my sister, as he's out of state for the next few months and will not be using his car. She repeatedly said no, no matter how many times I insisted. So I decided that the best choice for me is to just book a flight to the location and rent a car from the airport when I land. I have some points I can use to get a discount so it all works out. I tell my sister that I'll be taking a flight instead of driving, and I told her that she can feel free to either use my car or my boyfriend's car if she'd like to drive there. At this point, I haven't booked my flight yet because I wanted to inform her before I went ahead. She fully blew up on me and demands that I cancel my flight because she thinks I already booked it and says that we'll be going forward with her plan instead. Continuous arguments led to the truth, where she lets it slip that their car is fine. They just didn't feel like driving or wasting money on gas and tolls and were just looking forward to a relaxing drive across the country. I was tired of beating around the bush, so I just told her the truth, in a very polite way, because at the end of the day, she is my sister and the person I'm talking about is her husband. So there's no point in being harsh. She gets beyond upset and just blasts me with at least 50 texts about how I'm a jerk. I feel bad about this, but I'm truly conflicted. I don't think OP's the jerk here. If somebody cannot contain their hygiene, you definitely don't want to be whiffing it for the next 9 hours until your nose falls off. I think the last thing anybody wants is to be in a situation where you have to smell an ungodly smell for 9 hours, the whole time praying that somehow your nose gets accustomed to somebody else's body stink. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my uncle I won't worry about his wife's allergies if he won't care about my mom's? I, 17-year-old female, was at family dinner, and my uncle, 28-year-old male, and his wife, 24-year-old female, were there. For context, my aunt is slightly crazy, she claims to be allergic to everything, and normally I would be okay with the allergies, until she told me if she didn't like something, she would just say she's allergic to it. When she was asked for a full list of what she was allergic to, she said her mom had the list and she didn't know. I immediately stopped caring as much about her allergies. My mom, 40, on the other hand, is severely gluten intolerant. Like, if she gets into it, she can't move for days. No one on that side of the family will make any food she can eat. They won't even leave croutons on the side of salads for her. I'd help to make my favorite food for dinner, bacon-wrapped water chestnuts, and my uncle lost it because his wife is supposedly allergic to them. I argued back that water chestnuts are a kind of radish, not nut, and he stopped yelling but they wouldn't touch them. Fine by me, I got more. Later on I was eating a chocolate with Nutella in the middle and I gave my siblings, five and six, a piece. My uncle lost it at me saying that my siblings were going to be around his wife and make her sick and put her in the hospital. He was yelling but I didn't care. I said something along the lines of, why should we tiptoe around your wife's diet when she doesn't even know what she's allergic to? But you don't even care if my mom is able to eat. 
My aunt ran out of the room crying and my uncle started yelling at me. My mom got in the way and came to my defense, but... Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A lot of the family is saying I was in the wrong and should have just stopped eating. My mom told me I did nothing wrong, and other families said they hadn't realized my mom couldn't eat the food and that they would do better. The family seems torn, but I want an outsider's opinion. Am I the jerk? I just don't understand the argument of how giving the siblings Nutella chocolate to eat is going to cause them to make the aunt sick. I mean, is the aunt going to go around trying to smooch OP's 5 and 6 year old siblings? What was the logic there? Overall, it's pretty clear OP's not the jerk, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for not doing the homework my husband's therapist assigned to me? My husband and I have been together for over a decade. During this time, he's been in therapy on and off. He had a hard time finding a therapist that was right for him. A few of his therapists early on encouraged him to just medicate, with no regular sessions, and one pushed religion on him. Neither of these worked. What he needed was someone to meet with him semi-regularly, not push their religious beliefs on him, and instead work with him to develop appropriate strategies and talk through issues. Whenever he told me about one of these more questionable strategies, i.e. pushing just love Jesus, I said I thought it was inappropriate and he should find a better therapist and go without until then. There have been long stretches where he's gone without therapy because my husband isn't generally good at taking care of himself. That falls on me. I have to remind him to do things to keep him healthy and taken care of. Drink water. Eat more than once a day. There are literally times I've had to tell him he needs to brush his teeth. He also gets anxious making any decisions on his own. I have to help him pick out new clothes, write emails to work colleagues or groups of friends. He can't make plans for us, I have to make them all. Or should I say, I have to help him make the plans so then he can say he made them. He's a good person. He loves me so much, but he is so dependent on me. It's draining. I have to spend an hour at least once a week talking him through whatever crisis he's having. Sometimes this crisis is over what new collectible to buy a collectible for him, that I do not have any interest in. I finally demanded that he look into therapists again. I told him I cannot be his therapist and he cannot depend on me this much. He needs to start taking care of himself and get a therapist that will work with him to develop these skills. And he did, which is great. However, a month into therapy, he said his therapist had homework for me. I was supposed to write out a list of all his great qualities, at least a page or two, Mind you, this is after years of me carrying all his emotional baggage, essentially mothering him, giving him credit for things I did so he could feel better about himself. And one year, I did in fact write out a hundred things that I thought were great about him for a gift. I was so frustrated, I said no. I said therapy is his work, not mine, and I've spent too many years of our lives solving things for him. It wasn't fair to ask me to sit down and do this homework when the point of his therapy was for him to build his own skills without depending on me all the time. He was upset, but accepted it, and said he understood. 
Well, just the other day, he told me that his therapist doesn't like me and thinks I should be thinking and showing him appreciation more. I told him I didn't care what his therapist thought. They are his therapist. This does have me thinking, though. Am I the jerk for not doing the homework his therapist assigned to me? I don't think OP's the jerk, but it honestly, to me, sounds like OP could also benefit from having a therapist. Our next story is, am I the jerk for expecting my brother to pay for a new phone after I damaged mine saving his son? My 19-year-old male, brother, 24-year-old male, was watching his son, 3-year-old male, when they were over at our parents' place this weekend. But he got distracted for a minute and my nephew fell into the backyard swimming pool. Thank God I heard it in time and jumped into the pool and saved him. We are all aware a tragedy could have happened. Everyone's still in shock, and my father already started working on gating the pool. I did have another kind of financial loss, though, because I had my cell phone in my pocket when I jumped in the pool, and it's dead now. I told my brother I'll look to buy a new one and send him the bill. He thinks he's not responsible for paying, and says he cannot believe that's what I'm thinking about after his son almost died. So I said it was his fault that his son almost died. He should be down on his knees thanking God and kissing my feet for saving his son's life. And the least he can do is pay for a phone of my choice. My mother says to give him time. Am I the jerk for insisting here? It would be understandable to give them time if a phone was something that in this day and age you could spend multiple days going without. Almost everybody needs their phone daily at this point, right? For some kind of communication. A lot of people use it for work. A lot of people use it as a tool to get through their daily life with reminders. Should OP just forego a week or two without their phone until their brother is calmed down enough to pay for it? I think OP is not the jerk as long as it's like an equivalent level replacement. I mean, if it's a situation where OP had some like mid-level Samsung and now they're saying, okay, so now I just want the iPhone 15 Pro Max, then I would understand why the brother has a problem with it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom I don't want to replace my husband the way she replaced my dad? I, 30-year-old female, lost my husband four years ago. We share two children together. Our son is nine and our daughter is six. Since my husband's death, I've focused on myself and my children, and I have no interest in dating or finding another husband. My mom has experience with this, as when my sister and I were children, six, me and eight, her, we lost our dad, and mom remarried 15 months later, and at the time, she told us we were getting a new dad. Once her husband arrived in our lives, there was an expectation and a pressure to call him dad, and mom took down all photos of dad. We, me and my sister, took some photos of dad and hid them with our friends. Out of fear, mom would destroy or throw them all away. She didn't, but the ones we didn't take were kept locked up in storage somewhere and have never seen the light of day. My sister asked for them on a few occasions and was told she didn't need them. Our dad's stuff is likely in there too, if they weren't tossed in the garbage. It caused a lot of strain between us and mom. For the last two years, my mom has been dropping hints that I should get back out there, and I always said I didn't want to or I would ignore it. Then, a couple of months ago, she told me I need to get my kids a dad before it's too late, that I need a husband. I told her they have a dad and he doesn't need to be replaced. She dropped it for another few weeks, but then last week she brought it up to me again. She told me the kids need a dad and I need a husband around or I'll be alone and lonely the rest of my life. She told me I can't remain dedicated to being my husband's wife for the rest of my life. She said I'm too young and the kids are too young to never get another dad. I told her I don't want another husband and my kids don't need another dad. 
She asked me where I would be if she had that mindset, and I didn't have a dad. I told her I lost my dad at 6 and miss him every day, and I never had another one. Things escalated from there and asked me how I could say that when her husband has been my dad for 24 years. I told her he never has been and never will be and just because she replaced my dad doesn't mean I want to replace my husband. Mom was furious and told me that wasn't fair and I should understand her better. I told her I understood her even less after losing my husband because I would never remove all traces of him from the home, and I would never deny my kids his things the way she did. I would never force my kids to call someone else dad, and I told her I can't even imagine wanting to find them someone else to call dad. I told her they had an amazing dad and he's still their dad, just the way mine will always be my dad. She called me spiteful and selfish, and she went to my sister for backup, but she told her she feels the same way. My aunt, who is my mom's sister, told me I shouldn't have said what I did, and accusing her of replacing my dad instead of just seeing she wanted us to be happy is cruel, and I'm old enough that I should understand. Am I the jerk? I think OP is old enough to understand, and clearly, they do. They know what the circumstances are, they know how they felt back then, they're an adult, they've had years and years and years of adult experiences and learning. They have the capability to look back and analyze the situation for what it is, and clearly they have. They understand. OP's definitely not the jerk. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to babysit my boyfriend's sister? I, 19-year-old female, have been dating my boyfriend Jake, 19-year-old male, for almost a year now. We've lived together for a while as well due to circumstances. Jake's mom, Vicky, 37-ish female, has eight other kids aged between 10 months and 16 years, with one more on the way, but they live in a four-bedroom house, so there isn't much space. Me and my Jake live in a three-bed rental a five-minute drive away. Vicky asked me if me and Jake would mind if the younger kids came and stayed with us for a few weeks after the baby is born, so they don't have to worry about the other kids. I said no, I don't want to be responsible for them as we looked after two of them for a few days when they went on holiday and had to spend our own money on the kids for food and all of that. Vicky was insistent, telling us we had enough space and wanted the two, three, five, and 7 year olds to stay with us, saying the reason they waited for the next kid was for me and Jake to move so that they could spend more time with the baby. Then she asked us if we would at least come stay with them on their sofa for a few weeks, as we used to live on the sofa, and just prepare meals and make sure the younger ones are cared for. Jake now feels guilty because he knows his parents are overwhelmed, but personally I do not think they should be having any more kids as they don't have space. But I'm not going to stop them, but I feel like it's immoral to enable them. However, I feel like I might be the jerk as if the kids don't stay with us, they won't be being looked after properly. Not only do I think OP's not the jerk, I think they should not go forward with this. No way should they allow this to happen and allow themselves to fall in a position where they have any responsibility for these kids and if they aren't being cared for properly, you need to just straight up call CPS, not entertain them. This next story is, am I the jerk for insisting that my in-laws buy my daughter a new doll? This past Christmas, my mother got my daughter, Amy, 4-year-old female, a doll she's been asking for. It's a baby version of Mirabelle from the Disney movie Encanto. It quickly became her favorite. My husband's cousin, Nat, has a daughter I'll call Julie, 6-year-old female. I wouldn't classify her as spoiled, but she does have a tendency of disobeying other people. 
There have been numerous occasions in which I asked Julie to do something, please sit down, please don't touch that, etc., and she either ignored me or went behind my back to do the opposite. While I understand that she's a child, Nat rarely makes any attempt to educate her daughter or correct her behavior. Last week, Nat and Julie came to visit us with some other relatives. Julie saw the Mirabelle doll and asked my daughter if she could play with her. Amy refused, Julie protested, but I spoke with the girls and managed to get them to play with other toys. Sometime later, the kids sat down to watch TV while me and the others got dinner ready. When we went back to the living room, Julie was gone. After a short search, we found her in my bathroom. She'd not only taken the Mirabelle doll, but also my nail polish carrying case. Julie had used my nail polish to paint the doll's hair, face, and dress. It covered most of her facial painting, matted her hair, and ruined her clothes. Amy saw what happened and was devastated. When we asked Julie what she was doing, she said she was giving the doll a makeover. Nat and Julie left in a hurry. The next day, I asked Nat what she planned to do about it. She suggested that the girls apologize to each other, Julie for painting the doll, Amy for not sharing it in the first place, and hug it out, and offer to give me a couple new bottles of nail polish. I made it clear that Amy didn't need to apologize, and while I didn't care about the nail polish, they cost $4 and Julie didn't empty the bottles she used, I did expect Nat and her husband to replace the doll. Nat refused. She said it wouldn't be fair for her to waste money over an innocent mistake a child had made. She also doesn't think Julie should be the only one apologizing, as none of this would have happened if Amy had agreed to share in the first place. I asked her twice. She said no both times. Finally, I called her husband and explained the situation. He apologized profusely and agreed to buy Amy a new doll. He stopped by on Saturday and gave it to us. He also brought Julie along and made her apologize to Amy. Apparently, Nat and her husband fought over this, as she kept insisting that Julie was just a child and they owed us nothing. So now, in addition to saying it was entitled of me to expect a new doll, she's blaming me for their fight. My husband's on my side, but my mother-in-law thinks I should apologize, as this has blown out of proportion and I could have dealt with it more gracefully. She also thinks it was wrong of Amy to refuse to share. Am I the jerk? OP's pretty clearly not the jerk here. I get it, they don't want to have any responsibility for any mistake their kid makes. But nobody's gonna watch you and your kid around in their lives if you're operating under that principle. And if Julie did that in public, like let's say they defaced a doll at a store, what's she gonna say to the cops? Put Julie in cuffs? I didn't do anything, I'm not responsible for any replacements? I don't think so. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.